you're listening to Time in the Word. Paul told the Athenians in Acts 17, 24-28, He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since He is Lord of heaven and earth, He doesn't live in man-made temples, and human hands can't serve His needs, for He has no needs. He Himself gives life and breath to everything, and He satisfies every need there is. From one man He created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand which should rise and fall, and He determined their boundaries. His purpose in all of this was that the nation should seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him, though He is not far off from any one of us. For in Him we live and move and exist. As one of your own poets says, we are His offspring. Job 12.23 says, He makes nations great, then destroys them. He enlarges nations, then leads them away. Dr. Gonzalez states that those two verses, among others, make the point quite clear. God is an omnipotent, omniscient, and sovereign God who is in control of everything. Implied in those passages as well is the fact that He is also very personal and close to all that He has created, particularly man. Although He is a transcendent God, He is also very much a part of world history and involved in the affairs of man. The destiny, and for that matter the very existence of nations and their inhabitants, is determined by God, for He rules over all. As we study biblical prophecy and find that the future of many nations is clearly presented in Scripture, can we determine whether the United States is one of those nations? What role does the United States of America play in the end times? In the next few messages, Dr. Gonzalez will answer these and other questions. Let us listen as Dr. Gonzalez continues his study on end times prophecy. Father, we thank you for this time. We pray that you would open the eyes of our, of, of our hearts and the ears of our minds and of our souls and of our understanding so that you may speak to us clearly and loudly and we may be able to understand everything you have to say. For it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, let me go ahead and start by reading a couple of uh, scripture passages. And uh, once I read these three passages, I want to go ahead and make a point. Uh, the first one is found in Job chapter 12, verse 23. And this is what the Word of God says. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and disperses them. Second passage I want to look at is 1 Chronicles 29, verses 10 through 12, and this is what it says. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. And the final passage I want to look at is found in Acts chapter 17 verses 24 through 28. And this is what the Word of God says. He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since He is Lord of heaven and earth, He doesn't live in man-made temples, and human hands can't serve His needs, for He has no needs. He Himself gives life 
and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need there is. From one man he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand which should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. His purpose in all of this was that the nations should seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and exist. As one of your own po uh, poets says, we are his offspring. And we trust that the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word. The point I want to make here, I would hope that it would be quite obvious after reading these passages of scripture. The point is this, God, the God of the universe, is an omniscient, an omnipotent, and a sovereign God, a God who, who controls everything, and everything is under his control. Also implied in this passage, or in a couple of the passages that I read, is that he is a very personal and close uh, God. Although it is true that the Bible teaches that God is a transcendent God, it is also true that he is very much a part a, of human history and very much involved in the affairs of mankind. The destiny, in fact, according to these scriptures that we read, and this is not an exhaustive list of passages of scripture that we could have read, but according to these verses, the destiny, or as a matter of a fact, the very existence of nations and their inhabitants is determined by, the word, by, by God himself because God rules over all. So as we study biblical prophecy and as we find that the Word of God clearly indicates to us what the role will be of many nations in future events, can we determine from what the Bible teaches us about particularly what the events that will take place during the tribulation period, can we determine whether or not the United States is one of those nations of which the Bible speaks? Well. In this series of lessons, we'll, it'll probably take two or three uh, programs to get through through this section of the of the prophecy series. But in 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 this uh, 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 two or three program series, we intend to answer that very question: Is the United States a player? in future events. Does the United States remain as a superpower? Does it remain as one of those countries that continues to serve as a stabilizer in the world? Does it play a significant role or will this country have collapsed before the beginning of the tribulation even begins. One prophecy writer said this, one of the hardest things for American prophecy students is to accept the fact that the United States is not clearly mentioned in Bible prophecy, yet our nation is the only superpower in the world today. The Bible, and the fact of the matter is that if you have been a student of prophecy, and you have read through the Old Testament prophetic writings like Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Isaiah and Daniel, and you've looked at some of the New Testament passages or books that deal with biblical prophecy, the truth is that the Bible is silent about the United States in biblical prophecy. But there is good news. 
although the Bible is silent about the future of this country, we can infer a great deal or we can uh, surmise that that silence tells us an awful lot. So what we need to do is, is consider the very we need to consider the silence. We need to, we need to think about what the Bible doesn't say about this country in biblical prophecy and, and determine from that silence what it is exactly the, uh, that role that this country will play in the future of, of, uh, of the world. So what does silence have to say about the future of this country. Well, the first thing I want to do, and of course we've already, in our, in our series, we've already went, uh, considered the signs of the times and we've considered uh, the, the key figures of the tribulation period. We've already considered the rapture of the church. So now we're considering uh, the future of this country in, 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 in Bible prophecy. Now, we want to look at the options that exist that we can consider uh, as to the role or, or what it is that the silence of Scripture has to say about the future of this country. And there are really four options that we have in determining uh, what the role and the future of this country will be in Bible prophecy. This is option number one. Option number one is this. This nation will remain as it is currently. It'll continue to be a world superpower, including in the last days. God simply chooses not to make mention or specific mention of this country in Scripture. Now, I suppose that that would be possible, but the real question is, is it likely? I don't believe so, not for a minute. If my memory serves me well, and if I think of, 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 of world history, and I think of certainly the history of this country, since this is what we're focusing on right now, it seems to me that this country has served as a mediator in most meaningful conflicts around the world, and in fact, in many cases, has been the one country who has served to settle conflicts around the world. Uh, uh, and that's because of its incredible political uh, influence, its military influence, its economic influence, uh, and all these things. It doesn't make much sense to me that the most powerful and wealthiest country in the world, the one country who has been able to serve as a mediator between many other nations uh, and their conflicts, and has been the one to, in many cases, settle many of the conflicts around the world, it doesn't seem plausible to me that God would uh, simply not make specific mention of this country if it continues to exert the influence that it currently has as the only world superpower. Uh, now, uh, an important thing that I want to mention is here. The Bible is pretty clear that during the tribulation period, uh, the, the, the political and military power will be centered in two places around the world, the Mediterranean area and in Europe. Uh, one uh, prophecy scholar, John Walford, wrote these words. He says, although conclusions concerning the role of America in prophecy in the end time are necess uh, 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 necessarily tentative, the scriptural evidence is sufficient to conclude that America in that day will not be a major 
power and apparently does not figure largely in either the political, economic, or religious aspects of the world. Now, if Walvert is correct, and I believe that he is, what could have possibly happened to this country, to the only superpower in the world today, what could have possibly happened to the United States to cause us to lose that power and that influence in the world? Well, it appears that we will become a subordinate, a subordinate nation in future world uh, affairs. Now, option number two. So option number one was this. Essentially, we remain as we are now uh, all the way through the end of, of time uh, until the second coming of Christ. Uh, God just chooses not to make any specific mention of this country. Uh, again, uh, possible, yes. Likely, no. Uh, uh, because it doesn't make sense that God would, would not mention the most powerful country in the world and the one that has served as mediator uh, at all in Scripture when he makes mention of so many other countries, literally by name, in Bible prophecy. Let's look at option number two. Uh, option number two would be this. The Bible is silent about the United States because either a country or a number of countries have successfully destroyed us. Uh, in other words, Outside influences will have caused the fall of this nation. Again, possible? Yes. Is it likely? Again, I don't think it would be very likely. And, and it, it, I, I would ask you to follow the logic with me in this. This is a very big country. And for, for anybody to completely destroy or incapacitate this country to the extent that we could no longer do anything even in our defense is very unlikely. Yes there are weapons in existence today and certain countries have these capabilities. There are weapons out there today that could certainly inflict much casualties and certainly could inflict much destruction in this country. But to be able to come against the United States and completely bring this country to its knees without this country having had the chance to retaliate for such an attack is not plausible. It simply doesn't make sense that something so devastating could occur in such a short period of time not even giving this country the ability to retaliate. Now consider this, if somebody or if one country or a number of countries were to attack this country and this country were to retaliate and we're certain that we would retaliate and we would, ret we would retaliate with great force, it seems most probable that if that were the scenario, if that's the way events were to unfold, this would eventually end up leading to a world war in which most or all nations around the world would, e would end up becoming involved and it would actually cause this planet to be decimated. And simply put, this scenario does not fit at all with the prophetic scripture the Bible gives us. So again, option number two, in essence, argues that 
outside forces come against this country and in essence destroy us or at least bring us to the point where we are incapacitated and are incapable of, of even retaliating or defending ourselves. Uh, I don't believe that's a, that, that would occur. I don't believe that's the way things would unfold if that were to occur. And it certainly doesn't fit the, the prophetic picture that we're given. Option number three then, let's consider option number three. Option number three would say that we would actually implode. In other words, does it w those who argue this position would say that the moral and the spiritual decay would cause this country to collapse from the inside. Now, this is the option that most Christians or mo most church-going individuals uh, normally adopt or hold or accept and it does have some merit or possible contribution. Uh, let me explain what, I'm t what I mean. The moral and spiritual decay of this country serves as a clear indication of the fast approaching end times. As we decay, we serve as a barometer to the spiritual and moral condition of the rest of the world as well. You need to remember this. Although we are a country who are experiencing uh, a spiritual decline, and although we are a country who are experiencing a moral decline, we are still the most Christian, one of the most conservative countries in the world today. If, if the condition of this country is deteriorating, it certainly serves to show us that the condition in most parts of the world, if not the rest of the world, are as bad or worse since the Christian influence around most parts of the world outside of the states is almost, in many cases, non-existent. So we would, I would certainly argue that moral and spiritual decay would uh, 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 s does deserve some merit and has some possible contribution, I would also take the position and say that this cannot possibly be the, 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 the reason for which this country doesn't play a significant role in uh, uh, the, the end times. Uh, I don't think that this option answers all the questions that are raised and in fact I think this option ends up creating more questions that we cannot answer. So we've looked at option number one, we've looked at option number two, number one was that we're just not mentioned because God chooses not to mention us, number two is we're attacked from outside and destroyed and therefore we're out, out of the picture, uh, option number three is we destroy ourselves through our moral uh, and spiritual decay and deterioration. Uh, certainly a, a, a something that can serve as a possible contribution, but I, again, I don't think it answers all the questions and perhaps it raises some new questions that we can't answer. Therefore, we're left with option number four. And since the first three options are not likely to be the best supported by Scripture, uh, needless to say, option number four seems to be the best option that gives us a clear indication of why this country is not mentioned in Scripture in relation to uh, future events and why this country seems to be uh, uh, taken down 
to being a second-rate country who really exerts no influence in the end days. Uh, so let's look at option number four. Um, and I just want to make a couple of, of comments before we get into the specifics uh, of, this, of this option because, because we're going to spend some time uh, breaking this down so we get a, a proper understanding uh, of, of, of uh, uh, the future of this country in, in Bible prophecy. Uh, now, think about this. We are currently the, the wealthiest most powerful country in the world. We are, in essence, the only superpower in the world today. John Walvoord again, again makes this statement. He says, any final answer to the question is therefore an impossibility. But nevertheless, some conclusions of a general character can be raised. Okay, I want to start looking at option number four, and I want to start breaking it down into sections so that we, we properly understand what this option tells us. And we get this option, really, from Scripture. Even though the Scripture is silent about the future of this country, that silence says an awful lot. Uh, uh, and that's what we're going to find out here. First of all, let's, let's follow the train of thought with me here. And I want to give you sort of uh, 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 some of the conclusions that we, we, we can reach from what Scripture either says or doesn't say that helps us come to an understanding of where this country is going to be. First of all, think of our relationship with Israel. Israel today has, in fact, Israel, since it was once again recognized as a sovereign nation by the United Nations in 1948, Israel has had no better friend or ally than that of the United States. March, uh, Mark Hitchcock writes this, Our economic and military aid to Israel each year ranges from three to four billion dollars. According to the C Congressional Research Service, from 1949 to the year 2000, the United States has given Israel a total of 81.38 billion dollars in aid. Other, pla uh, 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 other places uh, place the total as high as 91 billion dollars. Roughly, 20% of American foreign aid money goes to Israel. American aid makes up to makes up 7 to 8% of the total Israeli national budget. Militarily, too, the situation is clear. Without the support of the United States, Israel would be incinerated in a matter of days by her hostile Arab nations. Now think about this folks and I don't you know we're not going to get into this particular topic subject here because this is not what this particular message is all about. What your feelings are about the Jews and what you think about the nation of Israel and how where you fall in the conflict between uh, the Palestinians and the Israelis uh, in essence at the end of the day becomes irrelevant. But we must never forget that Israel the Jews are still God's chosen people, and God is not finished with dealing with the Jews. He will return to dealing with the Jews one day. But God has raised a nation that has served as a protector and a supporter 
of the Jews, particularly since 1948 when they were recognized as a sovereign nation by the United Nations. And because, there's no doubt about this in my mind, because we have been such a great supporter of the United of, of Israel, God has richly blessed us as a nation. He has lavished this country with unspeakable and immeasurable blessings. It is safe to conclude that the United States will still continue to be very powerful up to a certain part, certain point in history. This country will continue to remain as powerful at least till the slightly before the beginning of the tribulation period because scripture seems to indicate or not seems to clearly indicates that Israel is pictured still as prospering up to the point when the tribulation period begins so the first thing we're going to look at in option number four is as we think of this in uh, sequence our relationship to Israel. Well, we're going to have to finish our lesson today. We will pick up right where we, we left off uh, on our next lesson. And we once again uh, want to thank you for having joined us. Father, we thank you so much for uh, this time of study. We pray that you would help us apply your word to our lives so that we may grow in our faith closer and closer to the Lord Jesus and be conformed to his image. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.